All right, Larry, how are you, man? Absolutely fantastic. You can see me. You can hear me. So then, then the podcast is rolling. That's right. I forgot to wear my black shirt today, so I'm not going to be Johnny Cash today. <laughs> you know, but that's that's okay. He is Larry Mallory, and I just discovered on his Facebook page, he doesn't mention he played for the New York Giants, but he lists 25 other things that he's done in his life. And he won't say a word about it. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, I'm Scott Farber, and Larry, let's talk about the games last weekend. 49ers to be expected to beat Seattle. So that wasn't uh, uh, an unusual outcome of that game. But the 49ers, I think, are the real story this year. Trey Lance, the rookie sensation, gets hurt. The quarterback they wanted to get rid of, Jimmy Garoppolo, has to uh, play again suddenly, and he went 8-3, and three, and then he got hurt. Brock Purdy is 5-0, and oh, including a playoff win. Garoppolo is 40-17 and 17 in his career, 5-2 and two in the playoffs, one Super Bowl appearance. They lost to Kansas City. So next year, who's that team's quarterback? Is it going to be the sensation they uh, they picked, uh, uh, you know, Trey Lance, or is it going to be Garoppolo, or is it going to be Brock Purdy? Who's the quarterback and who they getting rid of? Because they're not going to keep three of them. Well, you, and you, you hit the nail squarely on the head. Uh, they're not going to keep three of them. And... That's almost like a value. As you, were, as you were discussing it, I could see the value of having three quality quarterbacks because, therefore, wherever you had a position on the team that you needed more support, he, he'd be tradable. That third quarterback would be tradable. And so I think they're in a good, strong, a good management position as they figure out, you know, uh, the talent and the positions that they have now and where they might need some help. So one of those three quarterbacks, probably the third, second or third one, you know, will uh, will be valuable in terms of of helping out to get that that player that they need to get. Well, you know, now they got to guess correctly. Which one do you get rid of? I mean, I'm not sure why they've never liked Garoppolo. Maybe he doesn't make the big flashy plays, but they seem to win with him, you know, back there. Um, and are you going to take a chance that Trey Lance is going to come back completely healed? I'm not even sure what his injury was, but it, it ended the whole, you know, his whole season. And Purdy, you know, was not a superstar in college. So, you know, you know, who who do you let go? My guess is they're gonna let Garoppolo go or trade him, not let him go. They 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 got a lot of value, those guys. They do. And and the only thing about letting Garoppolo go is that, you know, I think he's the senior of the three, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But he's still a young guy. Yeah, and so he understands the team not only on the field but in the locker room. And I think that, you know, there might be, he might be, um, what came to me, Scott, was he might be the glue, you know, that keeps everything together. The quarterback holds a very, very special position in that locker room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting, but I think Garoppolo is going to be the one that they let go because they've been trying to get rid of him forever. All right, now explain this game to me. This is a playoff game. So the Chargers are up 27 to nothing over the Jaguars late in the uh, first half. Trevor Lawrence throw, has thrown four interceptions, and then the Jaguars win 31 to 30. Explain that to me. How did that happen? <laughs> well, that's yeah, 31 to three. I know in the second half, you know. Yeah. Uh, from well, what's hard to explain, you know, is 
the offense always responds to what the defense is doing. And unfortunately for you and I, we're not on that sideline to understand where the injuries are. See, at this point in the season, Scott, injuries play a big part. Right, right. And and so we don't know where the need was, where the power was. And so that that's where you get the, the, the teams that rise to the top. You know, you've got some teams that's using defensive ends to be offensive tackles. So the versatility of the players, I think, has given the coaches a lot more leverage as it relates to how they, you know, fill in the blanks. Right. Well, you know, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was just unusual uh, to see the Chargers, that quality of a team, give up that many points after they really controlled that game. And a lot of credit goes on, you know, to Trevor Lawrence, who did his appearance at the, uh, at the Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the next morning, didn't break his routine. That's where he goes for breakfast, and yeah. that's how he celebrated. You know, good for, good for him, though. All right, so the Bills squeaked by Miami 34-31. to Miami did not play with their quarterback, Tua. They had their backup, Skylar Thompson, who was 18-45 of 45 in passing. That's only 40%. He was sacked four times. Miami had 42 yards rushing. How are they even in this game? Now turnovers. There were three, they they got three turnovers, but Miami had two turnovers themselves. Yeah. So they only had one more turnover. How were they even in this game against the Bills with those kind of numbers? Well, you know, like we we say it, and like you and I have analyzed in other games, you know, it, it comes down to not team versus team. It was really player versus player. Right. Right. And we're not in that. We don't have. The information they have, and and honestly, Scott, you'd be surprised the type of information they have on the competitive team. Not all of it is football. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. <laughs> One day I'm going to make you tell those stories. I might have to have you uh, have a few beers first before you'll uh, tell them publicly. But I'll get them out of you one day. But you know, it it, it just it talks about the importance of a professional professional athletes locker room. Because that's where you get the bonding. That's where you get the unification. You know, that's where the brotherhood starts. And I, I think that the leadership and interaction in that locker room has an impact on what happens on that field. Yeah, but but you know, when when the team is playing Buffalo, uh-huh. and Miami gets eighteen of forty-five passes, forty percent, which is the lowest number I think I've ever seen in a game, you know, unless the guy was 0 for 2 in passing, and the team gets 42 yards rushing, it's inconceivable to my brain that they would be in that game, let alone almost winning that game, you know, by a high score like that. Now, I know they they returned at least, uh, I think it was a pick six or a fumble recovery all the way, so that helps. You know, the the turnovers did help. Maybe they scored on all three of their turnovers that they they got. But I just – I just don't know about Buffalo now, which was, uh, you know, a team to think that would win the Super Bowl, you know, um, because they'll barely win a game like that with the stats like that. I just don't get it. Well, you know, it, it's uh, you're you bringing up some good points because the public picks players out that they like right. and they compete. Right. That's not who one player doesn't win an NFL game. Right. It's about a team game. You know what I mean? 
Oh yeah, no, it's absolutely a team game. Yeah, and no. and so and and honestly, the public does not know where the weaknesses are on the other team. That's that's where you get, I think, the attraction of so many people looking at football because each team has adjusted to what their strengths are. So you don't go into a team against another team and let them do the best thing that they do. You know what I mean? Yeah, you try to stop that. So therefore, you have to have some options on, you know, what can get me further or where are my injuries or where, you know, I always bring up the injuries. Where are my injuries? You know, where where is the competitive team's injuries? Right. Where is it that I might have an advantage, you know, yeah. in some type of way? Well, I'm sorry. One quick. Larry, Larry is leaving the podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad it was your phone and not mine. <laughs> all, all right. Well, you know, it just uh, it just was tough for me to see those stats and think they were in the game. All right, you're Giants. Now you're going to play one. Well, before you, before you bring in the Giants, I just want to say you actually bring up, I think, something that's very important for just the public because you just don't look at the game overall. The public needs to know that there's a lot of, of things that's happening in that locker room in preparation, you know, for the game. Oh, yeah. And, no, no, of course. Oh, okay. But the numbers were so low. You know, 42 yards rushing, 40% passing. Ah. Anyway, the Giants beat the Vikings 31-24. They're calling it a coming of age on the game for uh, Daniels. He and Kirk Cousins were about the same in their stats, but Daniels also ran for 78 yards. The Giants have really turned that ball club around this year. Did that game surprise you? I know we both picked the Giants. Um, but are the Giants actually better now than you think they are? Uh, I think uh, I think it's a good team, obviously. But I, what I think is that they're in good shape. They don't have as as many injuries as they you know as they normally have, and I think that um, they have selected. You can play. You don't have to be a starter. Your second team guy fills in pretty good. So I just think that that the entire NFL has access to a larger volume of athletes. You know, right now it's according to who you pick, where you could pick, and how you place them. Well, you know, and you said something, you know, you talk about your backups can play well and everything. I, I've always questioned this. At the end of the year now, and everybody's exhausted, they're tired, they're hurt, and you could see some guys looking around, you know, especially on the line. And then when they say he's playing at 80%, I go, isn't your backup better than him then? If he's only at 80%, wouldn't your backup without an injury be better to play than the starter? Well, that's that's a good uh, a good perspective. Um, <laughs> I mean, because I think the I'm difference here. between a professional athlete is, is not, not a 20% difference normally. Yeah. You, you know, it may be 5% difference, you know, you know. Um, you know, because that gets into the argument, what makes you a superstar over a regular player? And it's just the superstars seem to always make the play when it's needed. You know, so I think the abilities are pretty close to equal. So my question is, especially now in the playoffs, if you've got an ailing lineman, wouldn't the backup be a better choice? Uh, honestly, no. Because it, uh, the practice sessions prior to that game will identify what type of performance that guy has. And every every NFL player that plays is in. 
injuries is just not, you know, something that happened. If you're not injured, you're not hitting. This, right. this is people hitting bodies. Right. 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 So you you don't be, you don't get a chance to be a part of a team if you can't play when you're injured. All right, you all right. It. So, yeah, it, it's not. A, I used to say this a long time ago. I think it's not how good you are; it's how good you are throughout the season. Okay, all right. Well, the Bengals twenty-four to seventeen over the Ravens. I love the Ravens coach, that Harbaugh. I think he's a fantastic coach. The Ravens, uh, without their starting star quarterback, you know, Lamar Jackson, they lose this game on a freak play. Their backup quarterback, Huntley, who does, has been doing very, very well, tries the uh, quarterback sneak from the one-yard line. The ball gets knocked out. Hubbard picks it up and returns it 98 yards. That was a 14-point swing. What did you think about that game? I mean, I thought the Bengals were going to win that game pretty handedly the way they've been playing, and then they win out of free play. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, what do I think about that game? Um, I'm trying to see. It's not the coaching staff. It's, it's I think it's, it's reflective of where the NFL is going now. You got a lot of good young athletes on both sides of the ball. You don't see the type of weight, you know, for the linemen that you used to see. I mean, uh, shape, not weight, but shape. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And so I just think that football right now is they've attracted uh, a very high level of athletes, and those athletes are versatile. And that, and that to me, that's one of the main words now for the NFL, versatility. If I can, if I, I'm, I'm in one position, but what others can I play? And that helps with the injuries because, to be quite frank, can be quite frank with you, Scott, in the old days, there was a time in which the coaches would look at the injury report. And if, if you weren't getting injured, that means you weren't hitting. Right, right. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I get it. Well, yeah. but on that play, he tried the quarterback sneak. He tried to jump over the line and extend the ball over the goal line. The only other player I've seen do that was Tom Brady, but you know he's like six five. He's got those long arms, and he always seemed to do it. You know, you know, get it over the uh, the line. It's a good play, but it's a uh, challenging play because the lineman on the other team just came up there and whacked at that ball a couple of times, and it finally flew out. But what are the odds of it just bounce up the Hubbard who lumbered ninety eight yards? You know, anyway, you know it was a. Uh, it was an exciting moment for one team and a horrifying moment for the other team, you know. Okay, and and uh, and a and a beautiful moment for the entire people in the stands. <laughs> well, that's right. That's right. All right. Now we both picked up. You know, you and I went five and one last week. You know, in picking these games. Now we both picked the Bucks to defeat the Cowboys, but we also both knew better. We knew the Cowboys <laughs> should have and would win that game. I mean, they were having a real good year. Uh, Tampa Bay was not having a real good year, but we kind of, you know, we're hoping for uh, Tom Brady. He's one of those guys that is through his whole career. I always wanted him to lose, but now that he's 115 years old and still playing, I kind of pull for him. You know, yeah. I, I'm feeling his pain. You know, hey. um, uh, so you know, we we went with Brady, but was there anything in that game that you thought? I mean, it's exactly how it should have been, don't you think? Right. Well, you know, uh, 
he was if there anything in that game that I saw interesting no I didn't honestly uh, I mean the Cowboys know, just were the better team I thought and they just yeah. had their plays you know uh, um and Brady you know I saw a lot of passes that didn't quite get to the receiver on a fly um you know, you know you think Brady's going south you think he's Talent is going south? Well, he's still very good, but yes, to, to answer your question, I think his talent is going south. Do you think you were better when you were 25 than you were when you were 45? Well, I, I think that um, I think it's reflective of how the team is playing. Brady can't run. Well, Brady can't run, but it, but his throwing, you know, at the end of the game there when they got that onside kick, he threw that bomb and they could have scored two touchdowns in, you know, five seconds. But the uh, guy didn't quite get to the ball. But throughout that whole game, if you watch the replay of that game, now a lot of passes he threw threw away, so he threw them at the feet. But a lot of passes, he was short all the time. He wasn't quite on target. And I think that's just reflective of the talent starting to seep out of him. Well, and, and plus all of the competitive quarterbacks in the league are mobile. Right. Well, now nowadays you have to be. Exactly. You, cannot, yeah. you have a nail right on the head. You yeah. cannot be uh, a in-the-pocket quarterback where all the defensive linemen and linebackers and coaches know where you are. No, that, that that's right. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, it, it's almost like we're watching the era of quarterbacks change right in front of our eyes. Exactly. You, you, know, and he's, you know, Lamar Jackson, he was never going to be a, a pro NFL quarterback. He turned out to be pretty good. You know, uh, uh, we're hearing the same thing with Justin Fields now. You know, he's such a threat because he could run. Now, obviously, they need to know how to pass and pass from the pocket, but but they're hard to get. They're hard to uh, they're hard to get to those guys because they could well, thrill. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes. Well, plus the feed for the NFL is college, and that's what college is doing now too. Well, that's right. The game the game is mobile. The game is not fat anymore. You know, and everybody is is more about speed and accuracy, right. you know, than strength and accuracy. Right. All right. Well, listen, before we go on and talk about the games coming up this weekend, let's do trivia time with our producers, Zeke and Scott. So let's bring them on here and, and right. see what the, see what they got. I'm looking to see what I have here for them today. Um, okay. Well, we talked a little bit about something. All right. For Zeke here. Scott, I'm going to start with you. All right. NBA basketball. Two players, you know, nowadays they, they rest guys, but it wasn't always that way. You'd go out and play every game. Two players are tied with the most uh, games in a season played, the, uh, which are the full season, all 82 games. So two players have done it uh, the most who are those two players, and how many times did they do it? And if you could get half of it right, I'm going to give you full credit. What two players have played the most 82-game seasons where they played every game? And these okay. guys, when we're done, you're going to say those were obvious picks. All right, I'm going to go with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Okay, you are 0 for 2 on that. <laughs> All right, so... I'll give you another hint. They did it. They each, the, the lead was they each did it nine times. So they played all 82 games in a regular season nine times, which for some people, that's a career already. They're both 
in the battle all the time for uh, the greatest basketball player ever. That's your hint. I am Michael Jordan. That's one. LeBron James? No. So it was uh, it was Michael Jordan and Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. Oh, okay. Now they did it each nine times. How many times did LeBron James do it since you mentioned him? I'm gonna backtrack that. I don't think he. I don't think he has he played a full season. He's done it one time. Once, yeah. Yeah. So you know, those are the little things. You know, I don't want to get into a LeBron and Michael Jordan thing though, uh, and get you young guys all pissed. But Michael Jordan didn't lose when he went to the NBA Finals. LeBron is under 500. But anyway, that's another story for another time. All right, Zeke, it's your turn. Um, we were talking about Brock Purdy uh, being drafted dead last, number 262 in the NFL draft for the San Francisco 49ers, and he turned it out pretty good so far. He's 5-0. and There's another player, another quarterback, that was not dead last, but he was picked 199th who turned out okay himself. You know who that is? Current or Taylor? He was just picked 199th, and he turned out pretty good. He may be current. He may be former. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a hint after if you don't get it. I'll go with... Uh, uh, get off of your computer. Um, the only quarterback I know Sam Ellinger (laughs) gross (laughs) you you know the answer Scott did you look it up or do you know I didn't I had hands free is it Tom Brady yeah it's Tom Brady the shot of Tom Brady you know they took a picture of him he looked like such a um, cream puff guy He he was not I mean, I, I would be glad to look like he looked, but, you know, he wasn't that taut physical. He ran a, a 40-yard dash in, uh, in a speed that uh, if you had a piano on your back, Larry, you would have beat him. You know, I was going to say 5-1 or 5-2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just so funny. Yeah, it was Tom Brady. He was picked 199, and he turned out pretty well. Yeah. All right, guys, listen, we'll see you next time, but let me, uh, let me and Larry finish up here. All right, uh, I'm going to have to start giving much easier trivia questions, Larry. <laughs> These guys are just too young to know this stuff. All right, so in the NFL now, we got the Jaguars and the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have an 8.5 uh, spread point advantage uh, that I saw recently. And in the NFL, that's a huge point spread. And in the playoffs, that's got to be enormous. You know, so the Chiefs are a heavy favorite, but do the Jaguars have a chance in this game? Chiefs don't have much, you know, their defense is a little bit lacking this year. Is there a chance, or are we? We're, I know we're both picking the Chiefs, but do the Jaguars have a chance? I think they do. I, I think they do. In fact, I, my my hats off to everybody that makes the playoffs these days. Oh yeah, you know, because in making the playoffs, it is reflective. And, and you know, Scott, that's what I always bring up, and we talk about it a lot. But injuries play such an important part in the National Football. Right, right. You know, and your ability to play with an injury. So, end of the day. You know, we always have to pick a team. We got to pick them. You know, and the fans at home don't have the injury reports, so we still got to pick. Who are you going with? Kansas City. All right. See, after all that, you know, <laughs> Mahomes is playing, so you're going with Kansas City. 
Yeah. There's another game that the Eagles have a 7.5-point uh, advantage over the Giants. Now, who do you think? The Giants, I think, have a legitimate shot. We don't know how hurt Jalen Hurts still is. Right, and, and honestly, um, that's where I'm going with the Eagles on this, and that's different for me. Yeah, but yeah. The Eagles just seem to be playing, to me, at a at a slightly higher level. I just want you to know that Ernie Banks picked the Cubs to win every year when they were floundering in last place. You got your Giants finally in a uh, in a playoff playoffs. The next game, and you're going with the arch enemy Eagles. Okay, I think well no to that. Well, plus you know the the one of the reasons I do that is because I'm on the I'm on the show and have the opportunity to be on the show with a quality. Uh, uh, announcer like his okay. There was so if if I come with something crazy, you know. <laughs> All right, we got the Bengals and the Bills. It's gonna be an interesting game, you know, for many reasons. Demar Hamlet, of course, that was the game he took ill in. Uh, Buffalo's a five and a half point favorite. I think that's way too high for Buffalo. I think this this is gonna be an extremely close game. It's almost like the last team with the ball is gonna win. Who are you going to pick? I, I like the Bills. Yeah, I do too. So far, we're in full agreement. Yeah. All right, uh, Cowboys and 49ers. How many times did they watch the film of the game last year, both teams? <laughs> How many times have they studied that film? You know, um, I like the 49ers, but I think the Cowboys' defense is – operating at a good pace now and, and Michael Parsons is you know is, is giving him a chance to get it um, healed up and everything I, and you know I don't usually to choose the Cowboys but I think the Cowboys might take all right I'm going with the 49ers that's where you and I differ you know uh um uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the 49ers on that one all right my friend we are out of time so I appreciate it um I don't have a clip for us for uh, you know, from the website for people to watch. So I just invite you to go to uh, 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 generationsbroadcasting.com and go enjoy the sports stories, or I recommend go to the short stories and see some of the World War II guys there. But just uh, pick one on your own and, and, and look through the site. You'll enjoy it. All right, Larry, next week we're going to be talking about who's going to go to the uh, Super Bowl. So uh, that's right. That's right. Enjoy the game this weekend, my friend. And you and I will join them. We'll go to them. All right. All right. Are you singing this year in the choir at the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah, we are. If they, uh, we're try they're trying to decide now how they, what they're going to do and, you know, everything. So, but I am going to sing in the choir if you do it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get the, we'll get the scoop on that too. All right. For Zeke and Scott, he's Larry Mallory. I'm Scott Farber. Take care, everyone. All the best. <laughs>